Sunday the 18th of December 2011. No, doesn't time fly so quickly when you're having fun. Okay, we're going to start off with a piece of music by uh, Hands Down, a song called uh, Older Boy Syndrome. Uh, Hands Down are one of a, a number of bands who are going to be featured at the Mad Events, uh, one of Sam and Hillary's events down at the Crown Hotel on Friday the uh, and Saturday the 23rd, 24th of December. Uh, all in aid of um, UNICEF, so uh, get down there, support the bands, all free, entry 9pm, and uh, say here's Hands Down with Older Boy Syndrome.
Well, it was uh, hands down with a song of theirs called Older Boys Syndrome. And to say they'll be playing at the Crown uh, on uh, the weekend of the 23rd or 24th. But I don't know which day they're actually playing. But it's part of the med event down at the Crown uh, just before Christmas with a umpteen of the bands playing down there, all in aid of UNICEF. Free entry from 9pm. In fact, it's free entry all night, not just from 9pm. Free entry. Okay, looking ahead now to, um, uh, well, after Christmas, really, I'm sure uh, some of us will be uh, maybe putting a little excess baggage around our midriffs and other places with all the food we're going to be eating, etc. So uh, we're looking ahead to what we might be, some of us might be participating come the new year. Maybe going up to the gym, doing some exercise and working out how to sort all that uh, uh, resolve the excess problem. So I went up to the gym and had a word with the uh, health and fitness manager up there, Steve Gilbert. Uh, give me some ideas about what it would be if, uh, well, if you used a personal trainer, really, and what a personal trainer could do for you. So here's our interview with uh, Steve Gilbert from Farringdon Leisure Centre. I put the uh, Farringdon Leisure Centre with Steve Gilbert, who's the, uh, what did you just say, the f- health and fitness manager, is that right? Yes, yes, yeah, yes, health yes, and fitness yes. manager, but you're also a qualified personal trainer as well, yeah, aren't you? That's it, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, it's nice to be able to give, a, give me a few, a few minutes of your time. No problem. Uh, what was interesting, really, I mean, people talk about personal trainers, and uh, I'm sure uh, maybe beginning of January, you'll be an influx of all sorts of activity up here, people trying to, trying to work off that Christmas excess. But what does it mean to be a personal trainer? What, what would you be doing for someone being a personal trainer? Um, really, it's sort of to improve their lifestyle. You tend to get people that have either been doing fitness in the past mm. or want to get back into fitness um, or just really want to feel better about themselves um, and they just want to change their their way of lifestyle and have a better way of living and feel better about themselves and a bit of confidence right so it's not just about giving them a, a, a better training program it goes beyond that though, no it? it goes as far as sort of making them feel better about themselves giving them a better self-confidence mm. um, just being happy in general from day to day life right okay but but setting out a personal training program would, would be a key part of that yes yes you've got to uh take into account their their fitness levels to start mm. off with um their lifestyle whether they're busy with work or mm. whether it's quite sedentary mm. um taking all that into account and working around them so it's it's very personal to them sure, and it can sure work the best way possible for them to get results right so I say somebody turns up come January and I'm sure there are quite a few people yeah. knocking on your door in January uh, how many have lasted them to April I don't know there's another <laughs> story um, what, how do you go about starting this and somebody turns and says right I've been I've used the gym occasionally in the past etc etc but I want to do it properly this year I want to do it properly you, how do you start with them you start off by sitting them down having a consultation with them mm-hmm. and You'll sit down and you'll list exactly what they want to do. Mm. And then I'd list exactly what they do at the moment and say what times they work, um, their social life, what they do in their social life, and sort of set out a diary that they currently have and try and fit in within their diary. Right, so okay. it, it, it fits with them. So there's no point someone coming and saying, oh, I can do three, four hours a week with you and then it turns out they can only do two so sure. you're, you're best off being realistic and yeah. if, if you're realistic with someone and work with their means then they're they're more likely to carry it on and 
um, progress better okay. than if, if they set unrealistic goals. Sure. And going beyond the actual physical training and sitting out and all this equipment at the back here, how was the other stuff that you, you just sort of touched on before that you extend beyond that? Not just about how many repetitions on X, but no, what else is included there? You've got to uh, be able to engage with the with mm. the person. You've got to be able to talk to them. Um, you get a lot of people that sometimes, some days, they'll they'll just go through the motions with you in the gym, but mm. then they'll get a lot of stuff off their chest from their personal life right, or okay. their work. Um, Actually, a bit like a counsellor. Yeah, exactly. Really. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah. it's a bit of both. It's a bit yeah. of counselling and a bit of training. So it's the whole package, really. Mm. Okay. What about um, uh, nutrition? Is that part of the the the, the guidance that you? Yeah, I, I do give um, part of the qualification in personal training is nutritional advice. Right. So I do give people tips whether it's don't eat carbohydrates after six o'clock at night, right. or um, eat little and often rather mm. than big meals, and just something simple as cutting out snacks in day day life can yeah, be uh, sure. a big big change right okay so how many would you normally expect to be coming in uh, I, I keep mentioning January I'm just <laughs> I don't know if that's if that is a key date things start yeah, to happen here, is, is yeah, it? Yeah. How, do, how busy do you think you, 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 you your work gets as a personal trainer I've I've already started taking bookings now for personal training for January oh right so at the moment I'm busy every day sort of three days a week I plan to I try and always keep one day free for paperwork but mm. I tend to have four busy days out of right, my five okay. in a week yeah. where I'm training people okay and if you wasn't someone wanting a personal trainer on a one-to-one -one basis would you actually also do the work of um, someone says well I just want to get on with it but I just want to make sure I'm doing the right thing yeah we do so just set them a program yeah we do set and programs and um, I can do one-off programs and also sort of month set them a month program sure. where it's different workouts for each week so okay. they can see themselves getting better each week yeah. and progressing yeah. in that way okay and you mentioned about uh well, not mentioned you obviously stress that you, you're a qualified personal no. trainer what's that in, in, include then how does somebody become a personal trainer you uh you tend to have to do it privately and right. um there's a lot of organizations out there that do it i did it myself with premier international okay um, which are based all around the country i took it in oxford mm -hmm. and it's i did massage as well as the personal training and that was 12 weeks right. of uh eight till five monday mm -hmm. to friday um and it's very intensive you can do it sort of over a longer sure. part-time yeah. basis but i wanted to just Get it done and get Did you have something else before that? I'm presuming you, you were into sport at school. Yeah, I, I was, was into it. sport. Always played football yeah. um, since a kid, so I've always been interested. And I used to be a barman, but I sort of wanted to desperately get into sport and sure. was looking at all various aspects of coaching and mm. fitness. And then um, I found out about personal training, so decided to go down that route and have been personal trainer now for three years. So. Oh right, okay. So up here at the, the Farrington, how many personal trainers? If you're saying you're starting to get busy, I mean, unless somebody gets in quicker, they're going to miss out, or are there many, many others here? There's um, myself and one other. Um, there's a lady called Jo, right. who's uh, here. She's also a class instructor here as well. So, right, so. Um, she does that side of things and personal training. So you've got both of us up here, which gives people a variation of either if they want a male or female right, trainer, okay. which can yeah. make a difference yeah. as well. Good, okay. 
Well, thanks very much for your time. No just, just to give people an insight, really, and uh, uh, and start preparing for the onslaught in January. Yeah. Great. Okay. Right, thank you very so much. much. Cheers. Cheers. Well, that was Steve Gilbert from Farringdon Leisure Centre giving us some ideas about uh, how to use it or take advantage of the skills of a, of a personal trainer up there. And uh, I'm sure one or two of us will be getting involved in uh, that sort of activity just after Christmas anyway. So uh, if you want to get in touch, you want to get in quick, and then maybe book yourself a place now. Um, OK, we're going to play a piece of music now from a band that played here in Farringdon a couple of weeks ago. Now, I can't pronounce the name. I think it's Mort Delamar or Mort Delamar or... Uh, I've tried, I've asked a couple of people, I've pointed to it. What, how do you say that? And none of, nobody can give me a good answer. Anyway, it's a song that's called uh, This Is Not. So either, no, this is not, I was going to say, this is. No, this is not a dress rehearsal.
never let it be said that we don't provide variety for you here on Farringdon Radio. That was Mort Delamar or Mort, Mort Delama. That's another variation. So many variations we could have to this, really, isn't it? When the song is there, song of theirs called uh, This Is Not A Dress Rehearsal. That's how they played here in Farringdon a couple of weeks ago. Um, okay, we go to our second interview where um, well, I've been down to Farringdon Fire Station. Maybe, like myself, you've driven past, seen the big sign on the side of the, off side of the building there saying, looking for retained firefighters. And without retained firefighters, uh, Farringdon really wouldn't exist as, a, as an operational fire station. So it's uh, so they're, they're in a big recruitment drive at the moment and they're looking for uh, a number of staff and they'll be having a holding event in January. And more details of that to follow. Uh, but I went down, had a word with the uh, station watchman, watch manager, um, Alan McFadden, who will be able to give a bit more background to what they get up to uh, and what it would consist of being a retained firefighter here in Farringdon. Okay, I'm down at uh, Farringdon Fire Station with Alan McFadden, who's the watch manager down here at the station. Um, Alan, I'm come down to chat, chat to you really, just find out. Keep driving past and seeing your sign outside, looking for uh, people to volunteer to be retained firefighters. Just um, to interested, is that is that you are in a particular campaign? You are looking for people at the moment, then, are you? Good morning, Sean. Yes, yes, we are. We're always looking for um, people um, to come and join the team at um, at, uh, at Farringdon. Um, we are advertising at the moment mm. for anyone that's interested in becoming a, a retained firefighter. Okay. Um, hence the banners up. Anyone that is interested um, just needs to come down to the station during the during the um, mm. during the, the, the actual the, the week or during the day. Come and speak to myself or speak to um, the watch manager. That's uh, there's, uh, there's another watch manager here as well. His name's Dave Arlott. Okay. Um, just speak generally with anyone here, and they can yeah. give you more information so about coming. Give, give someone a feel about what they might be expected of them. Absolutely. absolutely. What would be expected of someone who's you know, got a full-time job doing something else, but lives? I'm assuming that relatively within a few minutes away we are we are looking for people that generally work and live in farringdon right okay, okay. purely for the fact is if they work in farringdon mm. and they're willing to give up their time to become a retained firefighter sure. they can respond quickly to the station yeah okay they do need to seek permission from their in their, their, their right. bosses you know their, yeah. their employers um to be able to become a, a retained firefighter but not nine times out of ten that's that's generally okay and mm. um, they need to live within a certain um, radius as well of the station we say uh, generally 1.5 miles away mm. to enable the, 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 the person to be able to get to the retained station sure. during the day or during the yeah. night if they're called if they're okay. called yeah, and what area would they cover how far does the fire uh, your tenders here how far would they operate out to we cover all of the um the, 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 the obviously farringdon itself yeah uh, and we cover all of the village areas around uh, farringdon mm. we're also backed up by bampton uh wantage um, Abingdon as well. They, right, we all okay. overlap slightly. So you go down as far as Shrivenham? Yeah, we cover Shrivenham area as well. Huffington, yeah. Stamford, the yeah. we, we tend to go over so to what the border. What criteria would you, is there, what's the, is there an age range you're looking for or preferable age range for someone applying? There isn't, there isn't, <coughs> no, there isn't an age range. Okay. Um, we do, um, we do have a selection process yeah. uh, in respect of people need to pass um, certain um, tests to be able to come into <coughs> the fire service. What we ask generally is people to come down and speak to it myself or speak sure. to the, the other watch manager here. Uh, we can give them a, a feel of what the job is, mm. uh, what what type of uh, training we do, what type mm. of instance we go to, uh, what the commitment is to the individual, because it is a commitment. Yes. Uh, we are looking for people to, to, to be on call during the periods that they are um, able to give us cover, mm. um, purely to keep the fire engine you know, available if okay. it's needed. 
Um, Sorry, what would the training be then? How that? I mean, I presume it's not everything all in one go. There'll be different grades, different levels of training, and you can still operate even though you haven't been fully trained. Is that right? There are different levels. It is. Once once you've gone through the initial um, selection process, mm -hmm. um, which entails um, some written tests, some physical tests, medical interviews, that type of thing, um, we then put you on to retained uh, basic course, which is about two weeks, mm -hmm. Monday to Friday, weekends off. Um, you're then taught the, the basic skills of becoming a firefighter, sure, and yeah. then your training starts really from there. Once you then arrive on station, um, Farringdon um, train on a Wednesday night between seven and nine in the okay. evening. Yeah. Um, the firefighters come down and we go through a selection of different types of training uh, on station. Mm. We cover uh, technical sessions to do with different incidents that we could, be could get called to. We also do practical sessions where using the equipment that we carry on the, on the fire engine, ladders, water rescue, breathing apparatus, right, this type of equipment. So it's a progressive <coughs> training, sure. you know, and your <coughs> the training that we give to the individuals um, isn't just thrown at the individuals all at once. Sure. It's spaced out um, as they gain experience um, and within your, the job. Your tower, outside, I'm probably going to totally use the wrong term, I'll call it a fire tower, that's probably, what's it called? It's called a drill tower. A drill yeah. tower. Yeah, most stations have got Oh, one. right, okay. Yeah. There was one of those bizarre things years ago, so fire service is not allowed to use their drill towers now because of health and safety, they can't set it on fire and they can't have smoke billowing out and, I mean, is that a load of rubbish or a case of under control circumstances you're allowed to do certain things or, or we, are, we are allowed to do certain anomaly, things just daft stories that went out or yeah I, I think I think it might have been we we generally use the drill tower for um, scenario training right, um, okay. it's, it, it, you can probably see it's got different levels so yeah. we can we can uh, give firefighters training and working at different levels working at heights you know working uh, off ladders going into buildings because mm. sometimes we, you know we do go out to house fires where we've got to pitch a ladder to a window we've got to gain access sure, through a window yeah. rather than yeah. through a front door yeah. um, so we, we and we have to do that in breathing apparatus as well so we put the um, the breathing apparatus on our backs and we do our training you know mm. using the ladders carrying hose you know up the ladders as well into the into the windows very you know just assimilating what we would really do in you sure. know a real incident right now if yeah. you can provide training to an individual in a training environment mm. you can you can train the individual how to react and how to do things so that when they go to a, a real incident, they can mm. do it for real and, and they've done it before. Right. And that's, that's where the experience comes in. Oh, yeah. I see. Um, and, right. and that's yeah. what we generally use the, uh, the tower for. And here in Farringdon, <clears throat> I think a couple of years ago, there was a discussion about you were going to lose one of your, your engines. I understand that actually did happen. You're, you're down to one now, is that right? Yeah, we, we, are, we are down to one currently at the moment. Um, is that we, due to, staff, to staffing reasons then, is it, or for other reasons? It's, it's, it's one of those things, we have to be able to crew the fire engine sure. uh, you know, during the, the, the course of the day. Um, because, of the, because of the fewer businesses that there are in Farringdon, we do struggle, hence the reason why we are recruiting at yeah. the moment, in getting people that live and work in Farringdon mm. to become firefighters. Um, we are always looking out for people. Um, rest assured that we've always got a fire engine on call here at Farringdon. Mm. So if anyone would need a uh, the fire service, um, a one would respond from Farringdon Fire Station. Because if one goes out from here, another one comes to replace it, doesn't it? Another That's one could. If we, yeah. if we need the backup, another yeah. one would come from right. either yeah. Bampton Fire Station, Wanted Fire Station, uh, over the border um, mm. from other, <clears throat> other areas. It depends where the incident is. But if you had enough people coming forward, people volunteering, wanting to join, 
would that influence you maybe getting your second engine back? Do you think it, it, it could do? It could yeah. do. Yeah. Oh yeah. right. Okay. Well, that would be good, wouldn't it? Yeah. That'd be uh, make people in McLaren feel a bit more safe, even though practice by the sounds of it, everything's okay anyway. People, yeah. Rest assured, people. Yeah, they, they yeah. do need to feel that they are they are yeah. safe. They have got yeah. a, a a good crew here. Yeah. Um, that are always on call, twenty four hours a day, on on their on their alerters mm. and respond in, um, to go to any 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 incidents in, in the area. Right. Okay. Now we're just coming to the, the the Christmas period, and at different times of the year, different people, you know, maybe need to consider different things in in their their home. Is there anything particular about that comes to the Christmas period that might be of concern for the fire service and therefore to to to, to the public, really? Yeah, um, we do do the twelve days of Christmas leaflet. If anyone wants more information to do with um, the twelve days of Christmas and being safe at Christmas time, um, if they could come down to the fire station, I've sure. got some leaflets <clears throat> I can give out. We're always telling people to be careful at Christmas. Um, Christmas is a busy time for everybody. Um, we do tend to, you know, go overboard sometimes on Christmas lights and that type mm. of thing. So, overpowering of, of electricity supplies should be, you know, kept to a minimum. Um, always be safe. You know, if you use candles, make sure they're blown out before you go out of the out of the room and sure, yeah. go out of the home. Um, generally, you know, safety points like that. Um, Not we also overloading do all the lot of joint, lot of connections on one power yeah. socket as well. We've we've seen people using extension leads into extension leads into yeah. multi plugs, and all you're doing is just overpowering the supply, and, yeah. and you could start a fire that way. So right. we generally say to people, you know, during the festive season, um, just be careful if you mm. you know with with electrics. Don't yeah. overpower your electricity supplies. It's a good idea as well to have. Um, we're always promoting, you know, fire safety in the home, and yeah. we, we we try and encourage people to fit smoke alarms on the ground and first floor of their of their properties, sure. of their yeah. houses, um, to raise the alarm should they have a fire. Mm. Um, a good working smoke alarm could could save people's lives. So right. yeah. um, again, yeah. if you want more advice on that, contact your local fire station. Um, okay. There's always there's always somebody about that can give you some advice. Um, on, you know, on, on which ones to fit and, and where to fit them if you need to. Yeah. But you know, a good a good working smoke alarm um, could save your life if you need right. if needed. Okay, well, thanks very much for your time, Alan, and uh, and good luck for recruitment drive for the future. Thank you very much. Thank you. So, if anybody is interested, in maybe become a retired fat. I'm not even aware. I'll get my right teeth in in a minute. So, if anybody is interested, speak slowly. It's usually helpful. Anybody's interested in becoming a retained firefighter, uh, get down to the marketplace on Saturday the 14th of January, uh, where Alan and the crew will be down there um, answering any questions uh, about it would be like to be a retained firefighter here in Farringdon. And, um, well, as long as you keep with it, perhaps it also keeps you fit as well. Perhaps uh, following on with our interview with Steve there and uh, following in Christmas excess, maybe this uh, the two go together. Get fit and join the fire service but stick with it, I suppose, at the end. So you can't just join it just to get fit anyway. Um, I think probably want fit people in the first place. Uh, okay, uh, let's just have a bit of a round of what's coming up during the next uh, couple of weeks and beyond that. On uh, Thursday, 22nd of December, KIF, largely unplugged, uh, been going 15 years now, and we'll be playing at the Portwell Bar, Upper Bar, Angel Bar, I think it's called. And uh, Saturday, Sunday, 23rd, 24th, mentioned it before, uh, Mad Events. Uh, I think there are about 16 bands playing now, playing down at the Crown. Uh, free entry uh, from 9pm, so uh, all in aid of UNICEF and uh, lots of bands playing down there. Played uh, one early tonight, one a couple of weeks, uh, bands that have, uh, will be playing at that event. And then looking ahead to the 1st of January, 2012. 
1st of January 2012. Wow. Um, the 15 Mini Club, which uh, re-kicked, uh, restarted uh, last month, beginning of uh, a couple of weeks ago, beginning of uh, November. It's great to see back it's in its original place down the uh, Portwell Cellar Bar. So uh, first Sunday of every month. So um, unless something changes, that should therefore the first Sunday will be the January the first. So uh, get down there, take your guitar down there if you know. Uh, Perhaps a couple of sketches. Always looking for comedians as well. Anybody else can stand up, tell a joke or tell a story. Uh, it's not just about going down there and singing a few songs, really. Oh, that just uh, makes a good entertaining evening anyway. Uh, best get down there about 7.30 if you want to get your name on the list. And then looking ahead for the head to 28th of January, Saturday 28th. Now, I've mentioned this before. Um, the Maggie uh, Cancer Care Charity... Uh, we did an interview with them a few weeks ago and uh, be able to find it on page two where we uh, chatted to them, find out what they did. If you look to our website, go on page two. I think it's uh, about about two months ago now, I think we interviewed them. Anyway, they've got a, a fundraising evening at the um, Sudbury House Hotel and they've got Paul Mayhew Archer, who's the writer of The Vicar of Dibley, come along for an after-dinner speak speech. Tickets, £40 for each person or £350 for a table of 10. Uh, so that's uh, Saturday the 28th of January. If you go in touch, um, there's no contact details I've got here, unfortunately. I think I'd add some in the bus, but I've lost them. Um, but if you go in touch with the Maggie Centre, went on their website, or got in touch with Sudbury House Hotel, I'm sure they'd help you out with that. And then 22nd and 28th of January. Uh, oh, yes, of course, it's Cinderella, the pantomime. Finding Dramatic Society, you will be riding uh, the annual pantomime at the junior school just off uh, Gloucester Street there. And 31st of January, uh, definitely looking ahead, but uh, we definitely want to be uh, planning for this because it's all about next year's Arts Festival, which, uh, well, preparations are underway because they've got an event up at the uh, Snooty Memon because uh, they want to raise funds for this event. So it's the Snooty Memon, the uh, Indian restaurant uh, Littleworth on the uh, A420 and they've got a uh, local band Hyperbolics playing up there it's a buffet and the band £20 per person for the buffet for the evening so that's uh, definitely all in a good cause otherwise we might not have a Finding Arts Festival next year that would be terrible wouldn't it we don't want that Okay, uh, right, we'll come to our last song then, really. Uh, we've got Martin Joseph now. Now, Martin played a gig here in Farringdon a couple of weeks ago. Unfortunately, didn't manage to get down to it, and uh, it was a great shame because uh, uh, so I'm going to play another one of his songs. I played one of his songs on uh, the last but one show, thoroughly like, enjoyed it. So uh, we've got another one of his now. Uh, sorry, that's the end of this week's show, and uh, look forward to uh, seeing you in a couple of weeks' time. Oh, one more thing. Anybody out there wants anything promoting? Get in touch with us and we'll let people know what's going on. Um, if you like what we do, you know, let us know. Uh, send us a message on Facebook or some other means. Um, always interested to hear from people abroad. I do look at my stats. I do notice there are some uh, figures there from listeners in uh, in the US, whether they're totally historic figures. It doesn't really show, but there have been people over there that have uh, tuned in, perhaps maybe uh, ex farringdon residents. So... Um, do let us know. Let us know that you're listening. If you want to send any messages to uh, hi so and so from wherever you are to those people in Farringdon, I'm in sunny California and it's really hot. Something like that. That'd be fine. We don't care. Just say something. Anyway, this is Martin Joseph with a song called Cardiff Bay. Mm-hmm. 
My son and his tear-stained face at a Sunday school His chapel hymns began to fade away I left his mother with the other as we drove across our town Going to the place where the seagulls and the cranes On a Sunday over Cardiff Bay This is one day of our lives And on this Sunday over Cardiff Bay Know that I love you The old man in the side street, he made you smile He waved at us both, so we both waved back Down on through Butte Street to the mud of the low tide Where they tear the old things down, my son Some things must stay the same on a Sunday over Cardiff Bay This is one day of our lives On this Sunday over Cardiff Bay Know that I love you I hope you realize Setting sail for open seas So maybe one day when you're older You're gonna come down this way And think of me It'll be a Sunday over Cardiff It'll be one day of your life And on that Sunday over Cardiff Bay Know that I loved you oh. On a Sunday over Cardiff Bay This is one day of our lives, yes, yes. And on this Sunday over Cardiff Bay, know that I love you. And I hope that's alright. 
All of my 